Rusty Quill presents. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Previously on Planet Arcana. After laying riot to rest, the remaining fools made their way across the Gudon Wilds to the town of Lonestead, home to Celestine's Ma and Pa. No sooner had they reached the outskirts when something very unusual happened. Simon the Spider, the tiny creature who had taken up residence in Riot's hair, rolls out of his current abode in Celestine's pocket and transforms. Where once there was a standard-sized arachnid, there now stands a tall, young, human man with pointed ears and not a stitch of clothing. Simon divulges that he is of the Fae and has embodied many physical forms in his existence, but until now, never a human. And he does not seem to know why he is human now. After some discussion, Crater and Celestine determine they cannot simply leave Simon alone in the Good Unwilds with his bits exposed to the elements, and so they invite him to come along with them, for now. Skirting the edge of town, the trio push their borrowed Diplo vehicle to Ma and Pa's farm, where Celestine enjoys a tearful reunion with his surrogate parents. Over some food and some very good weed, the crew recount for Ma their adventure thus far, culminating with Celestine's declaration that he cannot bear to lose another friend to their quest. And so for him, the adventure is over. Ma recommends that no final decisions be made while emotions are high, and welcomes the crew to stay and simply help run the farm for a while. And so they do. For the next several days, our heroes lead a quaint, quiet existence. Typically able to transform at will, Simon is perplexed to find himself stuck as a human, but uses this time to acquaint himself with the mechanics of his new body and to explore his newfound fascination with food. Celestine spends some time helping out in the garage, where Pa encourages him to keep looking for his maker and discloses that Celestine's lead, Steeljaw McGraw, sometimes purchases Ma's expertly cultivated cannabis. And then, one night, the farm receives a visitor, picking up an order on behalf of Steeljaw herself, a tall cloud android named Arbor, who recognizes one of our heroes from a time long before he called himself Crater Wayne. 
can hear you. I am listening. I can coming from all across the fifth collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork, the neon, the networks. Metropolises, these, these burdened. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we have been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find. Perseverance. All it takes is a key. A slender but towering cloud android now stands in the foyer, at least as tall as Crater, maybe even a few inches taller. He saunters rather than walks, towering above Ma and looking the epitome of shabby chic in his patterned polyester button-up, matching shorts, and a loose-fitting cream blazer. His legs have panels of oak embedded into the otherwise metallic frame, extending his already impressive height. Ma seems completely at ease with him. Pa too. It's only when Crater breaks the silence and responds to the name Boulder with a... Hi Arbor, what what are you doing here? Does Ma's expression change to a sort of delighted surprise? She looks back and forth between the two of them a moment. I didn't know y'all knew each other. Well, I'll make tea. Boulder, you, uh... You are looking just mm, absolutely huge, if you don't mind my saying so. <laughs> uh, th- 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 fuck. Thank, thank you, Arbor. Uh, it's, I, I actually go by Crater now. Um, I know it's been... Okay, how, how long has it been? Oh, golly, can't me to expect me to own to it at the age that I'm at. <laughs> I don't know, let's call it uh, five years, back when we were in our 20s, eh? And he winks at you. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, what What's happening here? Why why are you here all of a sudden? Well, I mean, but, uh, or rather, uh, Crater, you said? Crater. Crater. I like that. It's a little, uh, little ironic, yeah? Why, why am I here? Well, I mean... I've got business to conduct. I'm the one who's surprised. I mean, good lord! Last time I heard from you, you uh, you up a midmoss. Yeah, I've I've I've, uh, I've taken a couple detours. Um, yeah, just just chilling now, you know. Um. <laughs> oh, crater! You know I don't believe that you're just chilling. I mean, I believe that you're just chilling, but I think that there's a story here. You don't gotta share it with me, but. Uh, uh, consider me peaked. Well, uh, are you are you are you sticking around this area? Like, I'm sure we'll have a chance to catch up. Well, not really, to be honest. I mean, if my empire and menable, I'd love to put up my feet for an hour or two, have myself some ceratops milk. Well, is that all right there, Ma? Pa? I forgot. I forgot. That I'm off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pa, pa chimes in instead. <laughs> oh, uh, absolutely. I'll. Uh... I'll just go and grab some more uh, Triceratops milk from the barn. Oh, fresh from the sauce, eh? Can't bait it. <laughs> um, there's like a clattering of dishes in the kitchen as Pa and Ma uh, try to organize like a tea set for all of you. And uh, 
Who are your, who are your friends over here? Your friends? My and Pa's friends? Oh, nice to meet you. My name's Abba. Yes, yeah, so, sorry. This is so, so incredibly rude of me. Um, this is my, this is my good friend, Celestine. Celestine, nice to meet you. Hi there. And this is, uh, a relatively new friend. Uh, goes by Simon. Hello! Oh, hello then. Good to know you. Absolutely <laughs> love your outfit. Thank you. Also, did you call me Mon Pa's friend? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yes, I did. Nice. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Interesting fellow there. Well, in any case, uh, yeah, I would love to stay for a few hours. Perhaps uh, catch up a little bit with you, Kreider. You know? You know what I mean? Uh, a little catching up. T- yeah. It's a- I, I I can I can understand what you're saying. One hundred percent yes. Oh, just as smooth as I remember. <laughs> as long as you're gonna stay a while, Arbor, maybe you can fill us in on how you know Crater here. Well, let's just say that Crater and I did some partying together back in our day, didn't we, Crater? L- long, long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah. Long time ago. Oh yeah. D- right good time with Crater. And, uh, well, you know, people drift apart. We hear about each other and the scrapper circles that we run in. And, uh, well, I'm just glad to see you alive still. A lot of people in our business, <laughs> they don't make it to our age, do they, Greta? Not very often, no. Yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm glad to see that you're doing all right. Last time I saw you, you were all sorts of fucked up. So um, you, you look good. I'm glad you look like you're doing better. Oh, yeah, I feel good. You know, I'm I'm starting to take a little bit of an easier route through life. You know, uh, a little bit less partying, but that requires a little bit less money. So I can take some of the smoother jobs that still are a little bit fun, you know, like running around, picking up supplies, meeting new people. Well, what about yourself? Oh, you know... Uh, last couple of years trying to see the as much of the fifth collide as possible, trying to keep my nose clean, just visiting some old friends, having some tea, and yeah, you, you know, chilling, as I said. Chilling is you said. Well, I always said Crider Wayne's got the cleanest nose of all the scrappers I ever knew. I think at that, Ma and Pa bring in um, cups of tea for everybody. Nice herbal tea, very earthy, almost certainly something that grows on the farm and as they pass it around um as pa hands arbor his cup of tea um pa just asks uh, hey um arbor how much you uh, picking up this time well i was open for about 20 pounds if you can spare it Ooh. 20 pounds uh, ma and pa look at each other and just like <laughs> uh nod and then they go back and start packing some bags and uh what is it that you plan to do with 20 pounds of Mom Paul's good weed? Well, I'm on a supply run. These are some supplies that I'm picking up, of course. Winks at Crater. Am, am I supposed to know what that means? <laughs> um, roll me an insight. Oh, that was a nat one, so I don't, I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could mean anything and nothing. Okay. I, I wink back. i think he blushes a little bit and uh arbor would you mind enlightening us as to who you're on a supply run for oh i'm afraid i can't do that but as he says that ma from the kitchen is like (laughs) i would steal joe mcgraw don't you know oh (laughs) ma what what the shit ma what i'm on a secret supply mission for a very dangerous criminal and you just told him who i'm working for this here is our damn son, Arbor. All right, whatever you can say in front of us, you can say in front of him. With shit. 
Feck, I'm working for a steel drum of gore, I guess. Well, that is interesting. But that stays in this room, you hear me? Well... I was actually hoping to meet Steel Jaw McGraw while I'm in town here. Oh, well, you're hoping to meet Steel Jaw McGraw, eh? And what for? Just a friendly conversation. Oh, I'm afraid I can't be delivering messages about friendly conversations without any liberation. Well, it's a personal matter, but I will say that Steel Jaw was recommended to me by Yeehaw McGraw. You're telling me that Yeehaw McGraw gave you Steel Jaw's name? That is exactly what I'm saying. I think Arbor leans back and kind of scratches at his chin for a bit and locks eyes with Crater across the room. Crater, you got anything to tell me about this? I mean, it would be amazing if you could set up a meeting for these two. I trust Celestine. And look, for being honest, I think you owe me a couple of favors. Maybe I cash in on one of those. Oh, all right, all right. I'll say no more. All right, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> certainly do. Certainly do. Don't want to leave you hanging dry here, but you know what these jobs are like. I can't just go back to Steel Jaw and say some kid at the farm was asking for questions, dropping your name. He wants to talk about a private matter. Oh, I'll lose my job. I gotta have, uh, gotta have something to offer. In return, let's see here. Say, Crater, back up in, uh, back up in Midmoss there. You were involved in rat, weren't you? Yeah, for, for a long time now, yeah. I've been hearing for years that the best rat was coming from Midmoss. You're damn right, Ted. Well, that's been my experience, but, uh, well, frankly, there's been a, a bit of an upheaval of sorts between the, uh, specters and some, uh, well, possibly some, some scrappers who've been engaged with them. And, uh, we got our hands on some... Bidmoss rat recently. Only, uh, well, it looks just like Bidmoss rat. Smells just like it. Tastes just like it. Not that I taste it. Just put it right in my skin. In any case, <laughs> in any case, it doesn't, uh, doesn't quite feel like the stuff that y'all would make in uh, back up in Bidmoss, does it? It feels, feels a little different. Specifically, the uh, the A component of the RAT, the audio part. Are you are you saying that someone's making some counterfeit Midmoss rat in this area? Seems to be likely, and uh, well, it's it's rather intense. Eh? A bunch of us took it together, and well, that night we could all hear each other's voices in our dreams and and other other voices in while we were awake. And not that that's absolutely unheard of with rat, but I must say it. it there was something unfamiliar about it, something a little more intense. The other voices that you were hearing, did you recognize any of them? Did they identify themselves? I mean, aside from the ones of my, all my buddies that I took rat with, uh, no, I can't say I did recognize them. In fact, sometimes I couldn't even understand their words. In any case, this has got steel jaw real, uh, well, she's got her head all wrapped up in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I could go back to steel jaw... And tell her that I've got one of the people who worked on the original Midmoss route to come take a look. Well, they might swire. I, I'm like, I think I'd look over at Celestine and give like a, yeah, yeah, okay. This is important to you. It's important to us, right? It is. Um, after what Yeehaw said to us, I mean, I don't know what comes next, but I'm here. And Steeljaw's here and we got this person just walk right up to the front door knowing Steeljaw seems foolish to pass up the chance to get some answers. But I don't want you to do anything you ain't comfortable with, Crater. Arbor, uh, Arbor I'd, be, I'd be happy to take a look if you can set up a meeting with Steeljaw. I want to be crystal clear that there's no promises. Like, I can look at the formula and, like, maybe try and see what's going on. But, like, I, 
honestly, when I was making it, it was mostly out of muscle memory. So like, I can give it my best shot, but there's no promises. Well, I mean, is there any possibility that you'd be able to show us your methods for purposes of comparison? Y- yes. Well, don't now, give hold up on, your formula. Kramer, was, no, no, yeah, I'm well, not asking for your formula. I'm just asking, make even if you have some on you, for comparison's sake. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I wasn't, okay. I wasn't, sorry, I wasn't saying no. I wasn't saying yes, sir. That was a... I don't know why I said yes as I was thinking about the answer to your question. Um, yeah, just such a people pleaser. I, I, I don't like when people are angry in the same room as me, yes. Um, all right, tell you what. Here's what Ab is going to do for you. All right, and this is okay. just because I like you so much, Crater. Winks again. I wink back. <laughs> Flushes again. I can't take it a steel jaw right now. Right, I'm going back to HQ. You didn't hear that that's where I'm going. All right, I'm putting a lot of faith in you. I'm going back to HQ. I can't take you there. All right, what I can do is give you a pair of coordinates. Let's say, uh, how about that fissure about a day is out of town? That's a pretty good landmark. We'll meet you right about the middle of that. And uh, we'll have, a neg- we'll have ourselves a negotiation. You can uh, lay out what uh, you know about Rat for Steeljaw, and hopefully she'll be amenable to answering whatever questions you have there, young Celestine. And then you and I, Crater, we could have ourselves a little party just for old time's sake. What do you say? I, I think for the first time in this conversation, Crater's going to stand up from the kitchen table just to uh, like get like, like get try to get eye to eye and like shake his hand. And then when he stands up, he remembers that Arbor is like four inches taller than he is, so he's looking up at him, which is not something that Crater does quite often. Yeah, sounds like a deal to me, Arbor. Oh, right, they put it there, mate. And he takes <laughs> clasps you by the arm and like also by the upper arm and like cops a bit of a squeeze at your Ooh. i don't know whatever goes for a bicep <laughs> whatever goes <laughs> there's like a freshly installed ass right there i, <laughs> I see you got a freshly installed ass right there it costs so much money oh it looks like it costs so much money How's the performance on that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. I'm okay. so sorry. I'm so sorry. My par in the room r- here. Come on. That was respect. really inappropriate. My par. I'm real Apologize. sorry. I talked yes. about Crater's butt. I'm real sorry. Just look at it, though. I'm sorry. All right. That's enough for me. Let's have some milk. Paul, you still got that canister board? Yeah. Uh, Crater and I, we're actually right in the middle of a game. So uh, have a seat. <laughs> Absolutely fab. I just got a couple questions. Get <laughs> well, out of the assignment. Uh, what is a steel jaw McGraw? What is a yeehaw? And what is a rat? Oh, uh, those are some interesting questions there, Simon. All right, let's yeah. see. I- I'll do my best here, all right? Um, <laughs> steel jaw McGraw is fearsome. <laughs> she is large, but not as large as Crater. Hmm. And she is my boss. Uh, yeehaw McGraw is, uh, I believe, a cousin of hers. Cousins. Um, getting one McGraw's name from another. Should hold some weight, uh, luckily for you. And what was the last question? Rat? Uh, what is a rat? Oh, it's a drug. Mm, a drug. It intox- intoxicates you. Makes, you. makes your head rotate. Gives you auditory hallucinations. Wobbly bobblies. Exactly. And then you just <laughs> feel terrific. Unless you're taking the creation point rat, in which case it's mostly auditory. <laughs> I like drugs. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I do. now, Simon, you have tried exactly one that I know of. I, so I liked it. Maybe that's a... Well, yes. <laughs> I did. The man likes it, drugs. That's that. What's wrong? No, nothing wrong with that. It sounds like something I would like. Oh, yeah. It, it's just wonderful. I mean, to a point. To a point. Right. To a point. That's important. 
Always remember that. Okay, so I think I'm getting the hang of this human thing. What? Okay, I'm going to do an impression of a human. All right. <laughs> Everything in moderation. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of spot on, that's, honestly. That's pretty good, I gotta say. I don't know. Oh I don't my know. God. Humans are really weird. Is this like a is this like a young human thing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let's, let's go. Let's go with that. <laughs> You all sort of settle into the night, and Arbor stays around, but doesn't overstay his welcome. It's pretty clear that Ma and Pa are quite familiar with him and used to him being here in his presence. And so, you know, they refill the tea pot a couple times. Um, a couple after, like a couple cups of tea, they even like go and grab a bit of like brown liquor and bring it out and have like everyone has like a little shot. And uh, <laughs> it's getting late, close to eight forty-five p.m. or so. And um, Arbor stands up and gives a farewell. Farewell to y'all. And uh, I hope to see you at these coordinates. Let's say, yeah, all right, I'm going to get back to HQ. Got to tell Steele and travel to the Fisher. Uh, one week, all right? One week from now at the coordinates I gave you, Crater. Okay, looking forward to it. Not as much as I am. <laughs> God, I'm going to climb that man like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Pa looks at you, Crater, and it's just like, um, I, uh, listen, I wouldn't say I'm the most observant of folks with this kind of thing, but I definitely felt some chemistry between you two. Holy moly. That's, that's definitely, it's more, it's more of a one-way chemistry. I thought mm. he's, 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 he's fun, but like he, he's the kind that kind of gets old pretty quick, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, how long, Crater, were the two of you um, involved? That's what I'm wondering. Never, uh, like, like, like once maybe. Like, it was it was a fun night, you know. But it was it was, it was like a, it was like a one time thing, and then like woke up hungover, and it was like, oh, you look different now. Uh, awkwardly leave, you know. It's, it's one of those things, you know. You know, Celestine, you know, you know, the, one of, you know, one of those. I do not. <laughs> I'm I don't know those things either. <laughs> yes, on this, Simon and I are of similar experience. Was there like a long <laughs> will they, won't they, leading up to this here single mm-hmm. night of passion? That's always how it happens in my novels. Great question. I mean, I don't. Um, on my end, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Um, it was more of like the night's coming to an end. The lights are coming on. Everybody, partner up. Otherwise, you'll miss out. On what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Simon. Uh, well, on uh, um, nice little kisses. <laughs> I understand. Paul wiggles his eyebrows. <laughs> See, when when a fox burrows a hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> a one man? No, 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 no. Please, Crater, not that again. <laughs> Why? I mean, well. okay. Arbor, Arbor's not a, not a bad guy. Um, he can be a little intense. I'm just, I, what, what I'm trying to get at is, like, I I think he's trustworthy. Um, but have your have your guard up around him. You know. Do you have any idea what kind of company he might be keeping aside from Steeljaw McGraw? Do we have any way of knowing if he's associated with people that we should be wary of? I mean, he's he's always kind of run with a bit of a tougher crowd, but uh, honestly, I haven't I haven't seen him in years, so I don't really know his, his exact connections right now. He's 
is kind of the person that kind of knows everybody at the same time. And if I might ask, Crater, where were y'all when you were, well, when you knew each other? Because he said that you weren't in Midmoths. I, I, I used to I used to travel around a little bit. Um, I spent some time out in Viridesia. Oh, really? Great parties out there, right? Well, yes. I mean, we've been to a couple. Quite a number. Crater, I... We should tell us stories more often. Didn't know any of this about you. Oh, it's not that interesting. It, like well, I don't know about that. Getting fucked up is always... It, it's always a lot more fun getting fucked up than, like, hearing a story about the time someone got fucked up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, fair enough, but uh, if you ever feel like regaling us with tales of your youth, I know I'd be interested. I would too. Okay, so we were at this we were at this bar owned by this dude named Jackalope, right? <laughs> there was there was a bowl in the center of the table, and everybody's everybody's keys were going into it, right? And there was just a person <laughs> walking around with a tray that had that had all the joints you could ever smoke. As Crater's story continues, perhaps you all tuck yourselves into your sleeping rolls in Celestine's childhood bedroom and drift <laughs> off to the sound of Crater's drug and sex-laden exploits. The <laughs> <laughs> so next thing I knew, I, was, I had a leather mask on that zipped up the front. Oh. <laughs> oh. I approve. It's coming back to the mask. <laughs> it's a bit of a whiplash to go from the tales of Crater's youth into sleep and then even further beyond sleep the way you've gone many times before though notably not you Simon sleep itself is still new to you close your eyes think of repetitive mundane things until you drift further and further away and you get pulled further yet and even more so you can feel the presence of Crater and Celestine being pulled in tandem into a parallel network, digital and dream. And in this place, just like before, many voices call out to you, trepidatious, in awe, with affection, with fear, with anger. Crater, you can feel that they're trying to, like last time, incorporate and combine you, but they cannot. Unlike last time, they simply cannot. And so finally, when five voices become the strongest among the fray, you realize that you yourself must choose this time. At this point, you're very familiar with identifying the voices that have been calling out to you. The moon, the sun, a sensation of balance, a sensation of chaos, or an introspective sensation. Ooh. I think recently Claire's been grappling with thoughts of mortality for obvious reasons. Um, so I think he may he might wander towards the introspective voice you wander toward the introspective voice you've been grappling with feelings of mortality and as you follow it it becomes familiar in a second way in a distant way in a way that pierces between time and space and when you hear its voice it all becomes clear because you find yourself speaking to the hermit fool who is made of three has one of you slipped away you who suffered a great loss, who retreat into solitude, into introspection, have you seen enough? 
And you, who have lived over a thousand years, are you not exhausted? I seldom entangle myself in the affairs of others, and I seldom escape an entanglement with people unscathed. But after careful reflection, I emerge from solitude. Please, the world is noisy and messy. I only wish to be alone. And yet, every time a person manages to reach me, my existence worsens. Long have I wished for peace from the noise. Find the key. Open the box. Then let me escape the noise. Allow me to die with dignity and to leave no replacement. Where, where, where can I find the key? Like, tell me, tell me where to go. Is this an answer you seek? I may offer you one, but it must be within my domain. Yes, please. Are you are you able to tell me if the key is like a literal physical key? It isn't yet. The key will become tangible when body, mind, soul, and the will of the fool combine. You've met the soul. Find the body, find the mind, and the will will manifest. And as you receive your answer, the hermit retreats once more into solitude. Celestine... You and Simon were at the threshold of each other's consciousnesses, of Crater's consciousness as all this occurred, and the Arcana turned their attention to you now. And Celestine, you hear this time only the voices of four, and I will ask you to choose between the Hanged Man, the Star, a sensation of balance, and a sensation of chaos. I really want to talk to the Star again, but... When we heard death at Riot's funeral, it sounded like death referred to Riot as chaos. And so that's where I want to go. You turn towards chaos. You tumble towards chaos, really. You go careening towards chaos. And only by being caught on the edge of what feels like a sheer metaphysical cliff do you stop and face it. A being born in perfect calamity. The tower. <laughs> Boom! Bow! The fool's chaos goes down and the arcana are shaken to their cores. <laughs> My powerful calamitous fool, hear me! Whatever you do, keep going. Keep smashing. You're already breaking reality. Do the three fools minus one equal two? Nope, still three, but with one exploding scattering into fine mist that lives absolutely everywhere. <laughs> Okay, what about three fools minus one plus one spider? Hmm, what about three fools minus one plus one spider plus one awakened vessel and an agent of upheaval? A powerful tool for the fools. <laughs> Down with the old guard, in with the new. <laughs> Android, human, and arcana may none of us be safe from the chaos of change. You want the three fools to bring calamity and change and out with the old guard, in with the new. But what happens if we do not? You ask a question within the tower's domain. Chaos, upheaval, revolution. <laughs> what happens if you do not? What will happen? <laughs> the door closes. The fools die. <laughs> Chaos is waiting at the end of the road anyway. If you stop now, you'll never see her again. What do you mean? What does it mean? <laughs> but even under the best of circumstances, getting a straightforward answer out of the tower is like trying to stab water with a knife fuck <laughs> <laughs>
That was good. You, you bailed Thank on you. it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had you, had you committed, I think we all would have been like, ooh. All right, all right. All right, all right. Everybody hold that ooh. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> trying to get a straight answer out of tower is like trying to stab water with a knife. Ooh. And the <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and as the presence of this absolutely chaotic arcana dissolves around you, you feel yourself and Crater receding to the edges of Simon's mind. A wholly new experience, and yet there is a touch of something familiar, just a hint of something purple and sharp and beautiful. And Simon, you feel them, but most of all what you feel is the presence of a very, very, very familiar arcana. Only one voice calls out to you, Simon, wow. And you find yourself before <gasps> the Empress. Oh, my sweet Simon, my goodness, <sighs> this is the first time a fae has ever become human. Wow, it's just so magical. I... It's so good to see you. I, I don't know what to make of it. I know this is a little weird, okay? You're used to just being able to reach out to me whenever you want, uh-huh. alright? I just want to let you know I'm still here. Just because you can't hear me all the time doesn't mean I can't hear you. How does it feel in the network, honey? Ah, uh, feels funny. Feels like the wind got knocked out of my lungs and... Rainbow took its place. You like it being human? I think so. I, uh... I, I couldn't turn back. Simon the spider, you'll always be a spider in my heart. But now... <laughs> now you can rise up to the ranks of which a fae has never achieved. Let me ask you something, my sweet, precious child, Simon. Uh-huh. Would you like to become a fool? What do you mean? A fool, Simon. Would you like to join the ranks of all the fools that came before you? All those who nobly set out to complete or try to complete a collective journey. Those that reach out and touch the face of the Arcana. And not just me, Simon. You'll have all of the Arcana within your reach. But I know you'll bring me with you, won't you? Oh, always. I knew you would. I don't know if you have the right person. Oh, Simon... There has never been a fae who's become a human before. You are absolutely blessed and special. Why, I remember when you were a mere ray of light piercing at the horizon thousands of years ago. And look at you now. What what would happen to me if I became a fool? (laughs) I don't know, Simon. To be honest with you, that's what is so exciting to me. But if I could pose a theory, I think... That you would become more important than any fae, or any android, or any human who ever lived before you. I think that you, and I, and the other fools, would have the power to nurture all of life together. We could ripple through the cosmos. And that would be good for, for the collective. Oh, I think so, don't you? For you and I, Simon the Spider, Simon the Human, and the Empress, loving nurturing, willing to share her abundance, raining our love down upon the entire world. How does it sound? I... I couldn't... 
ever say anything but yes to you, Empress. Oh, Simon. I knew that you wouldn't let me down. Oh, my sweet baby. May I offer you a question in my domain? And the Empress's domain is nature, abundance, and nurturing. The two that I'm traveling with? Yes. Crater and Celestine, they have something. They haven't shown me, but I've felt it a a lot, and it's getting stronger. What what does the fool have to do with that thing and the collective journey? I believe what you're asking about, Simon, is the box, is it not? Yeah. Oh, the box represents an ultimate abundance, Simon. An abundance of willpower. Will of the fool, Simon. Only it's not whole yet. But when it is, it will have what it takes to let us see the world. Will Crater and Celestine be okay? As long as one fool is okay, the others will be. How do we open the box? Oh, Simon, to open the box, all you need to do, 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 It's bizarre and haunting the way that you are cut, severed almost entirely from the warm embrace of the only arcana you've ever known and thrown back into that clamoring of voices, a little quieter than when you were pulled in but still present, voices you knew the names of for thousands of years but only now do you hear echoing through this strange plane of existence known as the Dream Network. And then, all of you wake. (gasps) That hasn't happened in a while. Sleeping is exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) That's... That's not not proper sleep. Sleep's great, Simon. That is just a thing that happens sometimes to us, and, well, I guess it's going to happen to you now. Not very comfy. No. No, it ain't. Y'all, uh, y'all see what I saw? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. Hell, Simon, if you already know about it. Sorry. Here. I don't know. Maybe you can make sense of this thing. I'll toss the box over to Simon. <sighs> and he just like, he takes like a really big inhale and like holds it like it weighs 50 pounds. <laughs> but he settles into it and looks down at it with just like the most robust look of awe as though he's like drinking in its presence oh see that symbol on the side there that's that's pretty new that just showed up a couple of days ago this one yeah the upside down triangle there it uh it appeared there after paragarden when we encountered i don't know exactly a big fucking beast the big beast. I don't know how much of this you were aware of, Simon. I know that you were there, but, well, there was a big whale, and... I remember the whale. You remember the whale. I don't know how else to say it, but within the whale is a part of someone that I think I used to know. DMs, would I know this symbol slash its significance? So the answer is no, but we're going to tell you why in private, and you can decide whether or not you'd like to reveal it. <laughs> I I have no idea what this means. Faye, Faye don't have like a written history, only oral. So, so we don't have any symbols or anything like this that, that makes sense t- to us. But 
But I don't know. I'm, get, I'm getting a lot of feelings off of this thing. It's very powerful. Just like I thought. Can I open it? Well, uh, I mean, you certainly can try. Uh, Riot was able to pick the lock once and open it, but it didn't seem to be anything inside when she did that. But you're welcome to it. I guess I just want to snoop around on it a little bit and like mm-hmm. see if there's anything that I would notice that's unusual about it. I think fair to say, even without like a check or a roll mm-hmm. or anything here, that it's as unmarked as as everybody expects it to be, save for that one new symbol. As a former fae or like a semi-fae or demi-fae or whatever, whatever you are now, this thing fucking reeks of magic. Like you, you could sense it and you're right. Like you could sense it on them before they even told you about it. And now that you're holding it in your hands, like you were pretending that it was really heavy and it is, it's heavy with magic. It's heavy with this feeling that's really hard to describe. Mm. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. Well, join the club. (laughs) It's... (laughs) just as powerful more than I thought it was going to be. And this has to do with the fool? Far as we can tell, it's something about the fool completing a collective journey and, uh, well, the, uh, the Arcana have been referring to Crater Riot and myself as the fools plural for some time now. I think there is some connection between finding the key to this box, whatever, wherever that may be, and completing that journey. And let me get this straight. We we want the collective journey to to happen. Well, I, I guess so. That's a tricky question, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm new to the whole thing, so I just... No, no, they... they... Simon, you, uh, we, we don't know much more about this than, than, than you do, but what I can say is that Crater and I, we were shown something that happened in the past, and at that time, it seemed like powerful people were trying to prevent the end of a collective journey, and that meant no more death, which I suppose you could see as a good thing, but it also meant, well no more change and no more growth that's very bad i would agree it seems that that did not come to pass all that time ago but i don't know if you are aware of the history of this place but when that did not come to pass there was a catastrophe all the androids lost their memories and well that was four thousand years ago and took us some time to rebuild as far as I understand. So it sounds like preventing a collective journey from completing is very bad, but it also sounds like there are real risks to the other side. Hmm. It's funny, as Faye, we have different conceptualizations of these things. It's not necessarily out loud. It's just known. So it's funny to hear all the words out loud. It's so much going on. It's so hard to encapsulate it all in words. It's been going on for a while, too. I'm sure you felt it. You mean like the last few months or longer than that? The last few months. The day the earth shook. Things haven't been the same since then. As far as we can tell, that is when it started. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, Crater... That business that you were told by the hermit, if Sombra and the whale 
was the soul. And I suppose based on my memories, it might stand to reason that monophonic within the hummingbird might be the mind. I think that tracks. Then the third beast is the body. And those tremors were felt here in the good on wilds, mostly. Arbor did ask us to come and meet him at the fissure. Here's the thing, though, Crater. I don't know who, if anybody, is connected to to that third beast. I mean, Celestine, if, if we're being honest, you probably do. You just well, don't know that you do. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Find the body, find the mind, and the will will manifest. That's what we're told. But did y'all, um, did y'all hear what the tower said? That, um, that if we complete the collective journey, we might, we might see Riot again? How? I don't know. I don't know if I trust that thing. I, I, I mean, I thrive on chaos, but that's, uh, that's a bad chaos. Yeah. That's some bad chaos. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd want that because I know that she didn't want that. I miss her, but you're right. I mean, I'm glad you said it, Sam. And I, it didn't. I don't know if, I don't know if the tower is trustworthy either. Uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one that felt that way. But at the very least, I think we should consider what it said. It also said uh, something about wanting the vessel to be awakened. Uh, does that, does that mean anything to anybody? Well, we, we heard that Mesmero was making like a great being or something. Like using the best pieces of many. That sounds like a vessel to me. Uh, I think you're right about that, Crater. That makes sense. Here's the other thing that I can't shake since we saw whatever we saw in the, in the Aqua Catch before the Big Oops. The regent at the time, she lived longer than any android is supposed to live. And Quintessa made some reference to the Regent's first build. Can androids take on a new body? Like a vessel? Not that I know of. I've never heard of that. That seems... I don't know, that, that, that seems impossible to me. <laughs> well, we can count that among the many things that have seemed impossible until we saw them happen. I mean, are we ever going to discuss the fact that, like, you might be, like, 4,000 years old? Is that a... I don't know, Crater. I mean, uh, that, that, it, that sure don't make no sense. I, I... Celestine. Yes? How can you stay here having all this information fed to you every night? How can you want to just, you know, throw up your boots instead of, like, going out there and really seeing this... To its answers. Well, Simon, you know, that is how I felt at the very beginning. I mean, I didn't go looking for none of this. This just kind of happened, but I wanted the answers and I wanted to know what I could do to help. Well, you still can. Yeah, but what happens if something happens to Crater here, you know, or, 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 well, heck, Simon, you, I don't want to see nothing happen to you. And, and it looks like you're just getting yourself mixed up in all this without too much thought about it. I, I saw what you said with the Empress there. You're one of the fools now. So I guess you're in this as much as anybody. Don't you want to, aren't you concerned about what might happen? Of course I'm concerned. But the biggest thing I've learned, and I don't know anything, <laughs> but what I do know... <laughs> is the fifth collide. 
And I think I know it pretty well. And I very much enjoy being alive. I love traveling around and I love seeing all the pieces. I love, I love feeling all of the other beings and minds running around in it. But if it was me, I'd, I'd give me away in a second for the fifth collide. Well, I don't mind so much giving me away, Simon. I just don't want to give my friends away. I don't want to give you guys away either. I think your lives are very important. And I think the likely outcome here isn't necessarily the worst one. I can see how this affects you. I can see your desire to find out more spinning around in the backs of your eyes. It's something and, and, it, and it, it completes you in a way. I can see it. And here it's safe and it's lovely and I love everything about it. But I can hear your pining just a little bit. You know, Celestine, after after we meet up with Steeljaw for you, I think there might be a bit of a crossroads here where I have to continue. And if you want to stay back with your mom and pa, I fully respect that. But if you want to see this through to the end, I'd love to have you by my side here. I sure appreciate that crater and uh you too simon uh some insightful if unsettling words <laughs> you're not really supposed to be able to hear the things that are behind my eyes or whatever Sorry, you said and maybe I didn't yeah like that's a little private maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but um, I, I didn't ask for it just kind of uh, you know anyway well <laughs> we'll have to talk about that in the future yeah yeah, I just don't know, Crater. I just don't know yet. I just don't know if I'm if I'm up for it. But Riot would have. Yeah, I know. You're worried about us. I, nothing lasts forever, right? Like what Simon was saying, this might be bigger than than any of us. It might be worth it. Well, it's of course it's bigger than any of us. I just I know I know y'all are right. Okay, and Maul was right the other night. I I understand. I understand but I'm responsible for bringing us all back safe. You know, that's what I do, Crater. And it's hard not to do that. It's hard not to feel like I like I can trust myself to, to, to help y'all out in a jam. And so, look, we're going to do this thing with, with Steeljaw, okay? At least I need to know what, if anything, she knows. And I can't deny that it is, well, it, it, I don't, fate, destiny, that... That stuff's starting to bug the crap out of me, but Arbor just walks right in here and offers us a path to somebody we didn't know how to find and feels like I like I can't pass that up. Kind of feels like the world's telling you to keep going. I didn't know you for very long, before Riot, anyway. But I've heard you talk a lot about not being able to protect people. And I think it's such a beautiful aspect of your personality that you just want to have everything on your shoulders... That shouldn't be just for you, and I think you could use a little help. No one should be expected to take that load. I just wanted to let you know that Simon is a life cleric and has a shit ton of healing powers. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So so that's not how it happens, but (laughs) Simon says, I... Simon says. (laughs) I'm really good at healing and, you know, you don't have to face this alone. You don't have to be the only one. We'll, we'll all do it together. And we'll be a little bit safer having two of us. 
What do you think? You could help me, uh... You could help me keep us safe. You could help me keep... Keep Crater here safe. It's honestly, like, the only thing that I want to do. You hear him off in the basement. Boys, come and get your breakfast, sucker tash. Oh, except for eat. I love to eat as well. <laughs> and drugs. And drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's me, one of your GMs, B. Listen, are you caught up on Planet Arcana but hungry for more? Well, we've got more, lots more, on our Patreon, where patrons enjoy perks like early ad-free episodes, access to members-only channels in our Discord server, and monthly episodes of our talkback show, Recharge. Recharge is special. It's where we go to decompress, talk about the events of the sessions, uh, vent to each other, bully each other, love on each other, learn more about each other. And uh, honestly, every episode we... (laughs) laugh so hard that we pee our pants and that could be you we're also excited to announce several new membership tiers on our patreon so in addition to the perks mentioned you can also get in on an artwork club where you receive a new piece of planet arcana art in the mail every month uh we have an exclusive merchandise tier where you can get a piece of merch that is only available on our patreon uh a tier with custom audio messages from the cast we even have a tier where jay and i will run a ttrpg session for you and your friends We've also set ourselves some goals that we're excited to hit, like rerunning the heist at Riscotech with the player's unused characters, and hosting an exclusive online concert featuring Jay and Sky Wallace. Finally, we are excited to announce the launch of our official merch store. You can find the link on our website at planetarcana.com. Right now, we have five colorful designs for t-shirts, hoodies, or crewnecks in a wide array of sizes, and we'll be introducing new designs over the coming months. So, check out the Planet Arcana Patreon if that sounds like a good time to you. Follow us on our socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. If you feel like it, review and rate us. We love that. And uh, thanks for listening and back to the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think Celestine just sits in the room by himself for a bit and just thinks to himself for a while before coming down. Hmm. Celestine lags behind a little bit but eventually you all end up at the breakfast table and there is just a fabulous succotash that ma has prepared for you all 
And it's like fucking 6 a.m. or something. <laughs> wow, Ma. Sleeping it again, huh, boys? Mm-hmm. It was a uh, it was a rough night. Well, y'all just eat up. This is delicious, Ma. Suck a test, one of my favorite good on wild delicacies. What's in it? I can never remember the recipe. It's a succotash and some salt. <laughs> low and slow, baby. <laughs> now, Simon, I can't, I can't help but notice that you, well, you're awfully cute, but there's just food going absolutely everywhere. Ah, oh, sweet. No, 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 that's all right, honey. But if you're going to be going out in the world, I think you need to learn some table manners. I just can't help it. <gasps> it's such a good experience. You ain't going to learn them from me, honey. <laughs> it don't come natural to old ma, but I live on a farm. You know what I mean? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that being as it may, I recommend that y'all go into town and seek yourself up, Mr. Smartsy Barkeep, the barkeeper and school teacher. I think he can teach you a thing or two about food and etiquette. Let's go. <laughs> barkeep and school teacher? <laughs> One soft shop. That's all you need. <laughs> Um, okay. So at some point, you know, there's, um, you have like, you have a week to go and meet Steeljaw and Arbor at this location. It's probably going to take you a day to get out there. So you have a bit of time to just like do a few last minute errands, um, or perhaps just like sulk around. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said that. That was so mean. Yeah, <laughs> so was being a big baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I feel personally attacked by that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> just be a mopey uh, little cowboy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if that's your vibe, no judgment. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm gonna be a mopey little cowboy for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, perhaps taking up Ma's suggestion and also hearing her when she says that she's not going to be able to teach him uh, etiquette. Um, perhaps, Simon, you find your way into Lonestead proper and at um, the bar <laughs> is a school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love Lonestead. Drugs and learning. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible it's revolutionary um and when you walk in there are a bunch of uh little kids mostly almost predominantly human in this town and pretty much the entire good and wilds and they're all sat at um there there does seem to be some like regular school desks in here but they've been pushed in s- aside in favor of long tables that have like a nice uh tablecloth dressed um, and there seems to be a number of different sizes of cutlery and different uh, cups and things and just like a bunch of things on the table that, Simon, it looks a bit extraneous to you. Um, but as you walk in, you see a human. Looks to be late 30s, slender, tall, has a tiny, well-manicured mustache that curls up at the ends. He's wearing a dusty but well-tailored three-piece jean suit. And as you walk in, he sort of approaches you, the only non-child here. Um, he, that's him, by the way, that, who I'm referring to. And he walks up to you and he just says, um, well, 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 do I have a, a new student for today? Wow. Hello. Wow. <laughs> I love your clothes. Well, thank you so much. Uh, what's your name, honey? I'm Simon the Spider, and I would like to learn etiquette. Okay, Simon the Spider. Well, my name is Smartsy Barkeep, and you've uh, come to the right place. Everybody's here is uh, just getting ready to tuck into the lesson, and uh, why don't you find yourself a seat, and I'll uh, take the head of the table, and, um, well, 
You know, I haven't seen you around town. I'm new. Okay, and where are you staying? Ma and Pa's. Ma and Pa's. How fascinating. I haven't known someone to stay out there for a while, so I, I, I might be interested in picking your brain after this about, uh, well, <laughs> who's keeping their company, because they don't, they don't let just anybody in. But you know what? Time for that later. Let's get class started. And he claps his hands, and he walks to the head of the table, and he starts giving a lesson about... Etiquette specifically for a dinner party in the Good and Wilds. No elbows on the table. That's that's rule number one, of course. And uh, this fork for this, this fork for that. Never the twain shall meet. This spoon for this, and this spoon for that. Uh, one of my most uh, valuable lessons, and trust me, I had to learn this the hard way, is that uh, if you're going to be cracking jokes at the table, jokes must be PG. That means. Well, I don't rightly know what that means, but... <laughs> but pretty good. So, it means they need to be pretty good. They need to, well, that's exactly what I'm saying, is that uh, if you crack a joke that's not PG, it better be funny. <laughs> what about truth or dare at the table? Truth or dare at the table? That is a fine question. Not one I've had before. And you see that when you ask that, all the other kids are like, yeah, yeah, what, what about truth or dare at the table? And um, Smartsy thinks for a minute, and it's just like... You know, as long as it uh, follows the rules of the last uh, outline that I that I provided, that it must be a PG and it must be funny, then I th- I don't see any reason why not. I don't know what PG means, so absolutely. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on. Make sure to uh, thank and sincerely compliment the hosts. Uh, offer to do the dishes. These next few are uh, well, good on wild specific, so. You might have a bit of trouble trying to use them outside the, uh, the Badlands, but, um, well, always, always make sure to compliment the Ceratops milk on being fine and green. <laughs> Two more points. If it's a hootenanny dinner, bring your hootenanny shoes. <laughs> and finally, if offered leftovers to take home, you must refuse. Yes, you should say yes, right? You must say yes. You are correct. You cannot leave without the leftovers, but you must refuse them twice. Why? That's <laughs> etiquette, honey. Ah. <laughs> I don't know if I like etiquette. Well, not all of us like etiquette, but it's sort of a unspoken rules that we've all decided to follow. The tables look a bit extraneous to me, if I'm being honest. The kids are like, yeah, we hate tables. I don't want yeah, to have fuck tables. tables. tables so <laughs> smart, see, do we have to use tables? You know, yes, you do have to use tables, but not, but not here. You know, here I am providing you with the tools to be a perfect dinner guest, but you know what? And he gets like sort of a mischievous grin on his face, and then he gets up and he he tries to do the thing where you pull out the tablecloth from underneath all the stuff. <laughs> and I'd I'd like to roll to see how well this goes. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Um, I, I rolled an eight, so I think he gets up and he, he's like, <laughs> and certainly a bit of magic can, will always go over well. And he goes to pull it and all of the glasses clatter and clink and smash and crash and all the plates go everywhere. And all the kids start screaming. He just laughs, but they bring out um, just like a bit of food. There's like a couple helpers that he's got here. Um, looks like older kids. And they bring out some food that's been prepared Uh Surprisingly, succotash looks a lot like Ma's recipe, but Simon, as you smell it, it's it's not quite the same. Mm. 
Something's wrong with this succotash. Succotash and sausage, my favorite. Not just succotash and salt. Smart C um, kind of checks on all the kids as you're being served, but he notices you like kind of giving the succotash a side eye, and he comes over and he's like, well, what's wrong with the uh, succotash? The succotash is sus. <laughs> Now, where did you learn that word? I don't know. <laughs> what makes it sus? It is not as good as Ma's. I'm going to have you roll a persuasion check here. All right. <laughs> that's some bad etiquette here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rolled a 19. So that is 26. Ooh. Oh, oh what the fuck? Holy shit. Roll okay. The big boy rolls. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he looks at you and then there's like an uncomfortable moment where it's just like you just pause both in silence and then he starts laughing he's just like <laughs> well I did say if you make a joke they must be funny so you seem to have picked up something hmm. I don't know why Simon is so suspect of this guy <laughs> that's so fair I really like that because Simon's liked almost everyone that you've met already so yeah, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, yeah. this guy <laughs> maybe one of the kids comes up and is like Simon you need to try to dip the succotash in molasses here you can Try mine. Mm, okay. And I try it. It is sweet and salty now. Okay. That's different. <laughs> I didn't know. One makes the other shine. They're greater than the sum of their parts. Why didn't anybody tell me about this? What, about molasses? <laughs> sweet and savory together. And... Simon starts to piece together the different elements, uh, salt, fat, acid, heat, as they were. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, like, maybe some recipes start stewing in your brain, Simon. You know that scene from Ratatouille when he eats (laughs) the pear and the cheese and they swim around on top of his head? That is very much the affliction that Simon has currently. Amazing. As the day goes on, Smartsy brings out a number of different other kinds of foods. Um, you are treated to a Triceratops egg. Um, only one. It's absolutely massive, but uh, <laughs> he's quite pleased with himself about uh, having procured this because it's not very common. Um, so much green Triceratops milk. And um, another, a third thing. Eggs and milk? Dinos lay eggs. That's a thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just think yeah. it's funny that they have nipples and they lay eggs. Well, they're, uh, they're birds. Mammal lizards. Birds don't have nipples. Yeah. I, no, no, I love it. It's just very funny. <laughs> <laughs> What's the milk for? <laughs> Themselves. <laughs> you get treated to a lot of different uh, different types of food. And as the re- lesson is wrapping up and the kids are starting to leave, um, Smartsy just says, uh, now, uh, kids, do not forget to tell your parents to pick up a bottle of my finest prickly pear liqueur for their next uh, dinner party and that <laughs> is the final lesson that you should be taking away from this and uh and simon yes tell your mom pa i say hi and that uh, i haven't seen them around town for a while i will uh do you have a minute sure sure and simon goes over to i presume is the front of the classroom type area mm-hmm. and says so etiquette is the organization of behavior so that we can best enjoy the different foods. I couldn't have said it better myself. But not just foods, it's also just the way that we interact with people in a way that they might expect us to. When you're meeting someone new, they don't have to guess at what your every move is going to be. I think, I think people have to do that with me, but that's okay. I've been getting that sense about you since you walked in. <laughs> I'm working on it. I, I don't know. I wasn't so sure about etiquette, but I'm 
I'm turning around. I think I get it. It's a bit elitist, though. <laughs> Listen, if you uh, would like to practice your etiquette, um, you are welcome to come to my uh, bar, which is a school by day and a bar by night. And you're welcome to come and, uh, you know, test out your skills on the other patrons. I think, uh, you know, I like that you're, uh, you keep people guessing. That's not a bad thing. As long as you have a little bit of the etiquette in there, they're going to think they know what to expect. And then you catch them off guard. And that's a powerful skill. That's what I'm going to do with my flavors. <laughs> with the flavors of your personality or literally? Uh, oh, my cooking. I would like to try out some recipes. Got it. Well, go forth, Simon, and try out your recipes. And don't forget to, uh, my prickly pear liqueur is only $50. If you'd like to take some home for mom and pa, they would certainly no, thank appreciate you. it. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and I, I know this was like 10 minutes ago, but I've been sitting here thinking about it. Uh, instead of ratatouille, it's spider-getty. Ew. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Holy shit. Spider-getty? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's that one of the most it. insane things I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know what those words mean. I, I thought that, and then I, I didn't hear a thing for the next 10 minutes because I was just waiting to say that, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> What's Spider, spider Getty? Spider Getty, Spider Getty. <laughs> Never mind, we can move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> great. It's extremely important. Simon, you're equipped with a bunch of flavors to try around with. You're equipped with the knowledge of how to use these flavors to make something incredible perhaps to even impress someone maybe ma maybe celestine and crater or maybe just yourself you also leave with the skills to be elitist and <laughs> just knowing those is probably half the battle you suspect on one of the other days crater you have a task that needs doing so so what what would be the closest city to Ma and Pa's? Because I'm assuming I don't have PIP service out here at the farm. You do not have PIP service, not in the farm, not even in Lonestead. There's not a lot of service, period, out in the good on wilds. But you know that Ma and Pa, whenever they need something big or need to get their PIPs updated, they will go out to Bucharest, which is uh, like a half a day's travel. It'll take you the whole day to get out there and come back. Okay. I think I think Crater would do that. I think he wouldn't mind just having a day to himself. Like he loves spending time with Celestine and Simon, but it's nice just to get away with your thoughts for a little bit. Sure. You uh, maybe borrow a vehicle from Ma and Pa um, because the Hawk is still out of commission, and they do have something. It's just like a land-based vehicle, maybe a ladybird, and you uh, hop in, and they gladly lend you the keys and anything you need, and you set off by yourself to Bucharest. I haven't driven one of these in years. <laughs> <laughs> you drive for a long time across the Badlands, and then you see it. Bucharest is set squarely into the rolling hills of the Shakes, the area where, of course, tremors are common, but more plentiful than ever these days. You notice Bucharest's presence before you can see any structures, though. The dirt road starts to turn from a yellowish buff color to a deep red, and the red hills around you now vividly contrast the wide open blue sky. Bucharest shares many similarities with Midmaz being a mostly industrial city, but Bucharest is much, much larger. As you turn a corner, you see smoke rising from a number of light gray factories, sprawling buildings up the side of a hill, and along the road to the city, many signs promote a variety of products that apparently can only be found here. 
the best rusty red ale but only available at this bar and the biggest T-Rex egg flights only available at some mom and pop breakfast place. As you approach, the lights encompassing the city sign shine brightly, even though it's the middle of the day. Bucharest, the ruby of the good and wilds. Yeah, I, I think after a long day of travel and more so it is to like continue to work up the nerve to do this, I think Creator would probably go to a bar fucking slam a drink or two on your way in and on the way to the bar your phone blows up okay (laughs) there is easily a hundred two hundred texts from pacemaker all of them variations of where are you are you okay yeah i figured that um i think i think creator would not respond right away he would again i think he would go to a bar have a drink by himself just working up the nerve and then after about an hour sitting there a drink or two He'll reach into his boiler and reach for a Scalifaxa. Notice that he's only got about four left in there. But he'd take one because, you know, this is going to be a tough, tough phone call. And he finishes his drink and then he's going to walk outside and try and find a quiet place. And, oh, the dreading this moment. He's, okay, then he's going to call Pacemaker. so sorry i haven't called you we haven't had pip service in weeks now oh, listen listen okay listen we and okay, i know this is not really what this spell does but like flavor wise can i can i cast calm emotions on Aww. on no. pacemaker yeah why not absolutely listen listen pacemaker oh it's so nice to hear from you i have been dreading calling you um, no. Whatever for? I'm I'm okay. Celestine's okay. Oh my goodness. R- Riot Riot didn't make it out of Paragarden though. I didn't make it out of Paragarden. She is still in Paragarden. She's gone. She's gone. I. Critter. Fuck. Celestine's better at doing this kind of shit than I am. <laughs> Critter, when you say gone, you mean you mean? She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been it's been tough. I feel hardly restrained emotionally in this moment. I don't know. Hey, pacemaker, who are you talking to? Oh, Carpazine. Critter, oh, I fuck. just need a moment. Perhaps you can talk to Carpazine for a moment. Is that hey. okay? Will, will just give me five minutes. Is that Crater? Holy shit! Yeah, it's Critter. It's it, yeah, Critter. Can you? Is that tell is that him? garbage? Is that is that garbage? Yo, I thought you were dead. I... What the fuck? <laughs> I said you were drum kit, and then the city was, like, underwater. What the hell? Oh, my God. I'm so happy to see you. Did you see me using that drum kit? Yeah. That was fucking sick, dude. It's fucking pretty sweet, right? Hell, yeah. Oh, man. Man, there's so... Um, Pacemaker, are you good? <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I feel like there is something enormous and painful inside me trying to come out, and yet I feel I feel a little calmer than I should. But Garbazin, ask Ritter to tell you what he told me. What? What's up? You were you were going to be my next call. Um, okay. Riot's gone. What do you mean gone? She didn't. She didn't make it out of Paragarden. It's just. It's just Celsine and I now. What the fuck? 
Yeah, I know. I know you two were close. No, that's not that. No, that doesn't make any sense. You guys were supposed. I I don't understand. You guys were supposed to do your thing in Paragarden, and then we were. I don't know. I I don't know if we were gonna meet up, but like I sent you your drum kit, so I figured that we were like still in contact. No, no, that's not correct. I'm so sorry. I haven't called sooner. Like I was saying to Pacemaker, it's been it's been a crazy couple of weeks. We uh, this, this is the first time I've really had a chance to get service. Um, I know how you're feeling right now. I I have the benefit of fuck. I wouldn't even say benefit, but I've been sitting with this for a couple of weeks now, so it's not as raw. I'm 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 so sorry. <sighs> okay. Um, where do you need me to be? Cause I'm coming, and we're getting. We're getting fucking revenge on whoever did this. Yo, I've got a fucking trained... <sighs> I've killed him already. Okay, well, there's someone else. Like, someone higher up, right? Like, there, there's gotta be... I mean, Riot didn't just die by the hands of some, like, one person. I don't believe it. So I have the Disasteroids, and we've been training, and they're actually kind of fucking fearsome at this point. So I have a team, and I'm gonna meet you. Where are you? I'm coming. We're coming. All of us, we're coming. Whatever you need, I- I'm I'm there. I'm ready we're, we're going to get whoever needs to be got. Garbazine, I I understand you're angry. I am going to take you up on that. I don't know when and I don't know where. Yeah. But we'll do it for Riot, okay? We're ready right now. Crater, we're, we're fucking ready. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I'll meet you wherever you need me to be. Um, I'm, I just have to go and, like, get, like, Snowshoe's been helping out the Disasteroids. I've been training them. Um, I'm ready. Just let me help. You... What what I need from you right now is to grieve, okay? Because look, I, I'm 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 gonna need your help at one point here, and I need you to not be acting with acting with emotion with emotions. I need you acting with logic. Yeah, I got that. Um, listen, you got my number. You fucking call me up when you're when you're ready to talk about who we're, who we're gonna take down. But uh, I can't do this right now. I Wait, gotta go. Don't don't hang up. Don't hang up. Give me the phone back. Hello. Crater, hello. Hey, pacemaker. Okay, Crater. Uh, Garbazine, he's, he's. I, I think he needs a moment. <laughs> I myself am <laughs> barely keeping it together. This is very unlike me. I don't suppose. I don't suppose this is one of your tricks. I, I've I've picked up a couple along the way. <laughs> thank thank you, Crater. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um. If you could give me just one hour before you lift it, I think I will be able to tell Snowshoe before I am in hysterics. I am so sorry to say this spell only lasts for a minute. I... Oh, oh dear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I think that there's just like a sudden outpouring of like absolutely heart-wrenching wails. And he keeps saying like, just a minute, don't go, don't go, just a minute. Okay. Okay, I, I understand that you have your own grief to process right now, and I'm so sorry that I'm making my grief your business. Greater, I, I have news if you would like to hear it. It is good news. Some of it. I, I, Pacemaker, you have no idea how much I need to hear some good news right now. Okay, well, maybe I'll lead with the medium news first. Okay. Well, um, the not-so-good news is that, well... We've been continuing to confiscate rat as the young androids come up to the creation point, but word has gotten around that we have been confiscating it, and now rumor has it that many of the young androids are simply skipping the cold break creation point altogether. 
the ones that do come, so many of them are secretive and religious, and they don't seem invested in the creation point journey itself anymore. Their mind is elsewhere. But on the bright side, Snowshoe and I are officially two tars. That's 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 amazing news. Thank you. Oui, merci. Uh, congratulations. Yes. Yes. It's such good news. And, uh, well, we we do find this position very fulfilling, especially seeing as how I can wheel my trade as a doctor and work with Garbazine to whip the disaster roads into shape. And they are, well, very macho at this point. Uh, oh, Crater, from the sounds of your conversation with Garbazine, it seems that it seems your adventure will not be over yet. But I want you to know that if things get to be too much, you can always come live here with me and Snowshoe and Garbazin. Pacemaker, I appreciate that. You are the only person in the world that knows that it's not going to happen. That can't happen with the timeline. (laughs) Krita, will you do me a favor? I can try. When we talk about the future, let's pretend that yours is long and healthy and that We'll see each other again in Midmos. Just, I don't know how I'll go on if we can't at least hope, have hope. Yeah. You know what? It's, I've been through so much shit, I, it wouldn't surprise me if your diagnosis was incorrect. I'm sure we'll see exactly. each other. Exactly, I'm such a bad doctor. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I took, I, yeah, you know, I, I, a lot of angry from the patients out there who, who knows about me. Anyways, uh, thank you, Crater. Uh, I miss you so terribly. I miss you too. Make sure Garbazine stays out of trouble, eh? I, I will. Oh, <laughs> Garbazine is no trouble at all. In fact, he's the one that keeps us out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> bon voyage, Crater. Bon voyage, mon, mon, mon ami. Parfait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you order another drink. Well, maybe not too many. You are the only driver. <laughs> <laughs> These things have autopilot, though. So. It's the fucking back roads. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a, a responsible amount more to drink after delivering some heavy news. But perhaps uh, living in the comfort for a moment of speaking to an old friend, especially after what happened. And you head back. You all have a few days left before you need to leave for the fisher, and one last item of business that needs to be taken care of before you head out there is, of course, your hawk, your grounded hawk, with a fresh paint job to be sure, but it's it's not doing so good with all the acid rains. And Celestine, you know of who you might take it to, or at least you know the spot. And so you, you all start to head into town. You're on your way between Ma and Pa's farm and Lonestead path you've walked many many times and you push the hawk slowly laboriously and a 20 minute walk will take about an hour and about halfway through you think you hear something on the horizon it's very faint and at first you can ignore it but then it grows louder and louder and and familiar to you celestine the revving of an engine and the squeal of tires and you look up to see a vehicle careening towards you and as it draws closer It begins to drive in circles around the three of you, going in tighter and tighter loops and kicking up a storm of reddish sand that gets in your teeth and obscures your vision. The vehicle finally comes to a screeching halt a few feet away. 
You hear the driver's side door open and a pair of feet crunching on dirt. Through the cloud of sand appears a tall, broad-shouldered and smirking young man with tanned olive skin and his eyes in a perpetual squint. He wears all black and all leather from his cowboy hat to his boots and his black jeans. All leather, that is, aside from his chest, which he wears bare so as to display his abs and impressive chest hair. A belt and bandolier made of thick chains jangles as he walks toward you. Crater and Simon, you note that he is a modded human. You spy his mechanical right hand and left foot, which can rearrange to become a gear shift and a clutch, as Celestine knows well from their racing days. And after a moment spent sizing you up, Reap Jangler spits on the ground and sneers. Well, well, looks like Celestine wander off, don't wander back with his tail atween his legs. Ha, ha, ha.